Ira Dennis Crosser has been arrested in Florida for making threats to commit a mass shooting. He sent a concerning text to someone who recognized the threat and turned him in. This is what it means to see something, say something. everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going it's going pretty good just just fine you know fine fine it's fine <laughs> fine everything's fine everything's fine <laughs> well glad to hear it i guess yeah i you know I don't know what it is. I think it's just the collective energy feels a little grouchy and off today. Mm. And that's where I am. I'm not particularly like grumpy or mad or anything. I'm just, yeah. I feel like this Monday arrived quickly. Yes. And, and maybe they all do, but I don't know. Like last night I was like, tomorrow's Monday. I fly I to California this afternoon. And it yeah. kind of hit me yesterday. Like I'm going to. California tomorrow. Oh my God. What have I done to be ready to I message yeah. Katie? I'm like, Hey, uh, we got to record a show because I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is yeah. our Wednesday episode, but we it are is. recording it on Monday. It well, is. you know, I was in Boise all weekend, uh, yes. at a softball tournament and hanging out with our kids and it was great, but my God, it was hot down there. Oof. And I think maybe that's where I'm at. I'm kind of like sung, sun hung over. I think. Yes. Oh, I totally uh, know that feeling. And that I think makes people angry as hell yeah <laughs> it does just tired yeah. and yeah overdone for mm -hmm. sure well this as katie said this is our wednesday episode and we have we have some interesting stuff for you all today we really do but i think we're gonna kick it off with a little dna for the win yes oh how i love dna for the win cases and yet again, DNA has managed to solve a long-term crime. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, the perp is still alive, which is Good pretty exciting because that doesn't always happen. Frequently, so this yeah. Anne Sang T. Pham. And she went missing a very long time ago. I'm going to tell you the deets about this case. So she was five years old. Mm -hmm. And she went missing from Seaside, California on January 21st, 1982. Oh, wow. And it was one of those cases where it went unsolved. She was walking to kindergarten. It was like a three-block walk from home. And she'd done it with mom lots of times. And, and actually that day asked mom to let her do it by herself. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, and mom trying to help her be independent. And, you know, it's a three-block block, right? Or three-block walk to school. Yeah. She vanished. She was found yeah. dead two days later in a place called Fort Ord. She was strangled to death and had been sexually assaulted. And... Oh, poor mother. My God. Oh, my gosh. Can the you imagine? The first time she lets her alone this happens. That is horrifying. Yeah. So the initial investigation turned over pretty much nothing. 
and her murder went unsolved for 40 years. But yet again, we had uh, forensic people and detectives who were wise beyond their uh, time and saved the right stuff from her death. Uh, from her murder in order to do, uh, you know, now do DNA testing. And so some uh, DNA testing uh, that wasn't, you know, available then has now been done. And they were able to identify the person that has now been charged, a man by the name of Lanou. He would have been 29 at the time. He did live in Seaside. Now he lives in Reno. And interestingly, he was locked up for a violation of parole and was also a known fugitive from another state when they caught up with this guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it sounds like he's, uh, you know, kind of been a career criminal. Luckily, his uh, DNA was in the system. So it's not like this would have to be a big, like, reverse genealogy thing because he already was in the system. His name is Robert Leno. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he is now being charged. So it's one count of first-degree murder with special circumstances due to the fact that he killed her while committing a kidnapping as well as a lewd act on a child under 14. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad they caught him, and obviously he's been doing doing crime in other ways. Yeah. Well, this is what Estrella Forensics said. They're the ones who helped break this case. Mm-hmm. They said breaking news for what will be a groundbreaking case using genomic methods for forensic identification. So they're saying Mm. this is some brand new DNA technology that they're just trying out. So this is newer than the new stuff that we've been. Yay, we're getting even more. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pretty amazing. So just 40 years later, he's finally going to go down for this. So. Much love to her family, and I'm so happy to hear it, and yeah. really excited to hear more about this new genomic testing. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is very cool. Well, yeah. I'm happy at least that there is some closure on this, and hopefully keeping him out of the public. He's obviously committed yep. other crimes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what else. We can't commit any more. Yeah, I'd really like to keep tracking him to see what else he gets charged with. Yeah. Because uh, obviously he was a fugitive from another state for a crime. There's other stuff here. So let's see him go down for all of it. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. I understand it is a Florida man. It is. You know, we've had a lot of mass shootings, as we all are well aware, but sometimes they get thwarted and all of the right things happened in the case of Ira Dennis Crosser. And for that, um, I'm really happy to say this is a Florida man because this is a Florida man who got arrested before he shot and killed anybody. So this happened last week. And uh, not long after the uh, shooting, the Highland Park shooting on the 4th of July. So this guy, I'll show you. This guy right here, this is Ira Dennis Crosser. This is his mugshot. He was arrested in Lee County in Florida. Okay. Because he sent a very concerning text to someone that he knew. 
And that person recognized it for the threat that it was, knew that Ira has a history of violence, and reported him. Now, in a perfect world, this would happen every time. Because when we get into these shootings and get into these shooters, very often they have told someone or given some kind of indication that something like this is going to happen. And Mm -hmm. then afterward, people are like, oh, I really wish I'd said something. Which makes me want to just smack people. like Right. But it's happened so many times. And people go, well, I mean, what if I'm wrong? What if he's just blowing off steam? I didn't think he'd really do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, do people in a good headspace say things like this? This is what the message said. Keep an eye out on the news. I'm fixing to make Texas, Uvalde, and Highland Park look like child's play. And yes, I am referring to, well, you. Some of this is a little incoherent. Um, These are the things that happened when people get fed up with other people's shit and just fucking snap. Tell whomever you want, death by cop or cancer, I die, don't have no seat and have no one I care to see in heaven. If there is, if there is, I have lost all hope and caring in humanity and to make sure that I and my dogs possibly survive fuck everyone the world fuck the world and the people in it Mm. so this person received this text message from this man so had he had a recent cancer diagnosis i don't know this is a very new story there's very little information about his background but it does make me think that he was probably already dying and he thought he Mm -hmm. would commit suicide by cop which yeah. is, I'm sorry, the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. You endanger tons of people's lives, traumatize mm-hmm. tons of people. What right. about an and officer that has to be the one to shoot and yeah. kill you? How That's selfish so, is it's that? It's such a selfish thing. It's terrible. It and is. I know people have done it. And if your family member's done it, I, I, I'm sorry. And I don't want you to feel triggered and attacked. It's not your fault. Mm. But... Man, for the officers involved, what a terrible thing. Such a a position to be put into. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he was ready to, you know, commit a mass shooting that was worse than Uvalde and worse than Highland Park. Yeah. That's some seriously scary shit right Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But this person assessed this situation and went, I need to tell somebody. Thank God they did. Turns him in and he's arrested. Um, it's interesting because nearly all of the mass shooters have been young, young men. Right. This guy is 55. Yeah. Well, I think if there is a cancer diagnosis in there, that's probably, um, where, why, you know, cause yeah, we've, yeah. we've seen all of these like 18, 19, 20 year old young men. Yeah. But yet again, men, it's almost always men. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm interested to know if there was a true cancer diagnosis because that that helps steer the ship here a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, you know. To understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to follow this guy. Yeah. We're going to follow this case because, you know, it's very new. There isn't a lot of information about him. But the way in which he was arrested, I think, is wonderful. 
And it's mm-hmm. what we all need to be doing. If anybody says something to you that sounds like a threat to kill other people, to commit a mass shooting, any other kind of harm, mm-hmm. it's your duty as a human being to tell the police. It is. Yep. And I know that's scary and we have lots of opinions about the police and I, I get it. I do. Mm-hmm. But we can't risk more of these things. I mean, Ethan Crumbly, no. who was a, a school shooter last year, mm-hmm. he told everybody. Yep. <laughs> he literally told everybody. Yep. In Through his behavior, through the things he was saying, the things he was writing in his journal. The pictures the he, he was drawing. Drawing at school. Like, school. he literally yeah. was screaming to the rooftops. Mm-hmm. No one stopped him and could have. There are many people in that situation that could have stopped him. You know, the wild thing about Ethan, though, is that in his journal, he said he had no choice. Yes. He had no choice but to shoot up his school. Mm-hmm. No choice. Yeah. I, and I'm not faulting Ethan necessarily in this because he was 15 and really, really struggling with his mental health and just with his life. But what goes on in the head of these young men that they think that committing a mass murder is their only option? They have no choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, that, that phrase has really stayed with me with Ethan. Well, you, you know, know, Ethan, Ethan tried to get help in many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And why he felt this was the way to get attention. I, I'm not sure. Or if that's what was, you know, the psychosis that he was experiencing was maybe that's what the voices were telling him. I, you know, maybe. there's some of that for yeah. sure. Yeah. But true. then we have Robert Cremo, mm-hmm. who literally had videos on YouTube about what he was going to do. Yeah. You know, threatened yeah. to kill family members with knives. Police took like 16 knives off from him, did not charge him, you know. Again, dad we are, helped him get weapons. Yeah, dad helped him get guns. Yeah. I mean, we have to stop looking the other way in these situations because mm-hmm. rarely does somebody just go commit a mass shooting without any indication that something might happen. No. It, it's that's not what happens. It makes me think of the guy who shot up the Boise Mall last year. Yes. And he too had told everybody. And yep. had made every indication that he was going to be violent. He had been violent in the past. Yes. The police knew him well. Yeah. And yet, and part of it with him is that he hadn't committed a crime bad enough yeah. for them to be able to really take a harder look into him. Well, and this is a huge system problem. Mm-hmm. Our criminal justice system does not prevent crime. It responds to crime. Mm-hmm. And this is where we need actual real crime prevention happening mm-hmm. countrywide. Yep. Not it at all. But that has to include citizens just like this. The, it does. This is the poster child for why you should say something, even if you end up being wrong, even if that person ends up being mad, whatever. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His behavior is clearly problematic, mm-hmm. you know, and even if he didn't do anything, Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have charged him just based on this text, as far as I know. I'm sure they're searching his residence and doing all that stuff, but that information mm-hmm. isn't out yet. Yeah. But they did arrest him. He is being held on a $25,000 bond. 
Um, he is on one count of making a, a written threat to conduct a mass shooting or act of terrorism. Oh, you mean this guy is a terrorist? Domestic terrorist. Yes, he right. is. Because we've had a real hard time getting that charge right. on mass shooters. Yeah. And we need more of that because that's exactly what this is. This mm -hmm. is terrorism. Mm -hmm. And it's terrorism being committed right here in our own country, on our own people. And I don't care if you don't like the word. It's still terrorism. Right. Because Domestic even... terrorism is one of the biggest threats in our country. Right. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is. But all of the right things happened in this situation. Now, I'm going to bet that he's got a criminal history, that some bad shit has happened in the past with him. So it's not like nothing bad ever happened. I'm sure that's not true. Yeah. However, just reporting this prevented a mass shooting. We can yeah. all do that. You know, when when we ask in these situations, but what, what can we do? Well, we can pay damn close attention to the people in our own lives. Yeah. And when someone around us starts showing an indication of being a threat, we do something about it. Yep. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who made, who turned this in. They may never release that person's name, but I just want to say thank you. And I am proud of you. I'm yeah. sure that was hard and it can be scary to turn in someone that, you know, but you did the right thing. You saved lives here, including his. Yeah, for sure. So we will keep an eye on Ira Dennis Crosser and see what more we learn about him. Because I yeah. am curious, just like you are, Katie, about his age. Is there a cancer diagnosis? You know, mm -hmm. what what led to this? Because What's we the need criminal to, history? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we need to know those things, too. Yeah. We have to understand someone like this in order to prevent more things mm -hmm. from happening. More shootings, more murders. Mm -hmm. understanding why, what was his motivation? Those things matter Yeah. in the long run, as does crime prevention. I mm -hmm. would encourage you, squad, to look into what does your state do about crime prevention? Mm -hmm. Be prepared to be sorely disappointed in what you find out mm -hmm. for the majority of us. Yeah. Idaho, nothing. Yep. Although I do want to say this. Um, July 15th, which is Friday of this week, uh -huh. the uh, 988 mental health, national mental health hotline launches. It's a national suicide hotline, but it's also a me mental health hotline. If you are struggling with any kind of mental health issue, it does not have to be suicide. You call 988 like you would call 911, but 988 is for mental health emergencies. And it yeah. launches on July 15th. And I am thrilled about it. This uh -huh. is the kind of movement forward and prevention that we need more of. Yes, 100%. You can call that number and you can also text that number. Uh -huh. So if you're not up to speaking on the phone, but you need some help, you can text it. And if you are a family member of someone having a mental health crisis, call 988 and tell yep. them. And ask them. They can help you to find the resources in your community mm -hmm. to help your family member. Yep. It is another way that we can all act and be aware. And tell everyone you know about 988. Yep. It's private. It's confidential. You know. Mm -hmm. and no one's getting in trouble. This no, is help. No this is help. So tell everybody you know about 988. But it launches on 
uh, July 15th. Mm-hmm. And remember, you can call it or text it. Yep. So and good. Really, really exciting to yeah. see the beginnings of some prevention happening. You know, we have suicide hotlines, we have domestic violence hotlines, but this is just a general mental health hotline. Yep. And it's national, which means that they can help you find your resources in your area. Mm-hmm. Really, really important. Well, also as a friend or family member who has yes. somebody that is, you know, breaking down in front of you and you're worried, right? you can access this line to get some advice about what to do. Absolutely. Before you can. things escalate into something terrible. Yes, because there are resources. There are always resources. Mm-hmm. Are they good enough? No. But do they exist? Yes. They will be able to tell you some things that you can do, some mm-hmm. places you can go, some people you can call to get help. Mm-hmm. So remember, Good if you stuff. see something, say something. Please. All right. And Katie is going to wrap us up with some WTF news because we always need something a little lighthearted around here, don't we? Right. Well, WTF, Utah. Oh, boy, Utah. Of course it's Utah. I like how you and I both laughed immediately. And our <laughs> listeners, too. I just, I feel like you're all like, oh, okay, here we go, Utah. <laughs> WTF, Utah. Well, here we go. Well, Garland City, Utah, a tiny little town, uh, not too far from the Idaho uh, border, and uh nice little place and they do garland city days every year and and in fact i believe this is their 97th year of garland city days oh wow it's a big celebration that goes on for many days and you know and and it's in conjunction with the fourth of july so they have all kinds of fun things happening Mm -hmm. well one of the things they do is a kickball tournament it's intramural you have to be 10 years old or older to get on the roster it's just a ton of fun. And I had to look this up on their website because I just, I'm, I'm interested. This is a lot. This is the kind of small town stuff we see around here too. And, and I mm-hmm. think this is great. I have to tell you the names of the teams because it's just <laughs> so funny. So here's the names of the teams that were competing. Mormon Mafia. Batty Baggers. The Killing Kickers. Bear River Bears. <laughs> one kick wonders <laughs> bears eat beats the strikeouts what <laughs> america <laughs> america mm-hmm. the corridors the zingers the taco tuesdays <laughs> well things got intense in the kickball tournament i'm not sure what teams were playing when the incident occurred but an incident did occur. Uh-oh. A 13-year-old boy was rounded third and headed home. Pretty uh, standard stuff for a kickball game, right? Well, a man came out of the crowd, a man named Christopher Scott Wiggins, who grabbed this kid as he ran towards home, put him in a chokehold, lifted up into the air, and slammed him to the ground. What? Injured the kid. Yeah. Why? Well, after uh, Wiggins left and went home and the police caught up with him there because, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) you don't get to do that. Mm -hmm. He said, well, my son was the catcher 
also 13, it sounds like. And uh, this kid was headed home, and I was afraid he was going to crash into him. So I ran out there and, well, uh, beat the shit out of him. Yeah. What? That's not what he said. That's what I said. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. He thought he was going to crash into his kid at home plate, which, of course, would happen because this is kickball. Uh-huh. And he's the catcher. Yeah. <laughs> what? So to save his own kid, he ran out there and uh, beat the crap out of this one. <laughs> but, guys, 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 it's fine. He feels really bad. He feels really <laughs> bad. Uh, Christopher, oh, do you feel that? really bad because you did something freaking terrible? Or do you feel really bad because the police showed up at your door? I'm guessing right. you didn't actually think you'd be charged for this. Right? Yeah. Uh... That you, you you cannot assault a child in front of many witnesses and then just go on home like everything's fine, huh? Mm -hmm. No, but he did say he's sorry and he's embarrassed. He's really embarrassed. Gosh, gosh, wow. Well, he should be. <laughs> right? I mean, okay. So he did catch a charge because, you know, you can't do stuff like that. So uh, it's a third degree felony child abuse charge. So, you know, oh, he'll probably wow. pay a little fine, but. Well, but it's a felony. He'll yeah, probably it's a get felony. To a misdemeanor, but yeah. I don't know if it, because he's had an injury that makes it a felony. A, and he a does. Felony? I, I didn't share his pictures because he's a minor and I felt like I didn't want to do that. But um, he has bruises and, and bloody spots. Like he bloodied him up. Like it's what? Well, felony injury to a child. I mean, he could lose his job. He could right. lose a lot of things depending on what he does. That's a very serious and Dude, if you can't keep your head enough to watch your kid play a kickball game, you've got problems. Yes. Yes, you too. Yeah. Also, I bet your 13-year-old kid hates your guts for this. Right. Because now he's the target. Oh, is your daddy going to come protect you? You know, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, no. That's probably true. I yep. can hear it right now. Yeah. Yep. Pretty embarrassing. And also, he hurt a kid, which is really freaking terrible. So, oh, Utah. Come on, man. <laughs> this is our 97th year of having fun in this town, and you got to come and do this? Right. Wow. You got to ruin it for everybody else. What a jerk. Just a hard wow. Yep. Well, there you have it. Well, we've got everything in this episode, folks. <laughs> DNA for the win, Florida man, and definitely some WTF news. <laughs> uh, uh, Katie will be back tonight, mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain for the uh, for our case updates live stream, which I'm sure there's yeah. going to be lots of interesting stuff going down. Mm -hmm. And uh, then... So, We'll be back tomorrow night for the Psychic Hour at 7 p.m. Mountain. That's also a live stream. And I mm -hmm. uh, just wanted to say we're really loving our new name and kind of our new direction. We hope you all are as well. And we'll see where it all takes us. Oh, excuse me. Wow. We'll see Bless where you. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's going to take us somewhere. You know, I already feel sort of a little bit of a different energy to these episodes since yeah. we've made this change. And I like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know it. You are a part of the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.